Hey guys, and welcome to the Alabama Freshwater Fishing Report presented by Great Days Outdoor Magazine, the first podcast to bring you the local fishing report for Alabama's lakes and rivers, whether it's good, bad, or ugly. I'm your host, Brian Sin, with co-host, special guest, first guy on the show today, Walker Kent. Walker, what's going on, buddy? Oh, not a whole lot, man. Just enjoying some of this nice fall weather. How you doing? Man, I'm going to tell you, we talked about it last week, and, and we'll, it, it's warmed up a little this week, but still feels great. But, man, I'm, I, I like that cool weather. It fires me up this time of year. Oh, yeah, me too. I'm a cool weather guy. I'd, I'd rather have the wintertime than I have the summertime anytime. I know a lot of people like the beach, but I like the cool weather myself. So. Man, no doubt. I I'm don't. right there with you. Well, first of all, guys, Walker's going to be co-hosting with me today. Steven's still out. Y'all continue to keep him in your prayers. Uh, his business catching on fire. It's a lot to deal with. So we're going we're gonna to continue to give him a break on this thing and and uh, have different different co-hosts, different weeks. And, uh, man, Walker, I appreciate you stepping in today. Yeah, man, I'm, I'm glad I could do it. I hate that for Steven. I had no idea until me and you were talking just before this that that, that had even happened. I've kind of been out of the loop the past, past couple of weeks doing some other stuff. So I didn't even know any of that had happened. That's not too far from my house. I don't know how I didn't hear about it, but... But I'm uh, I'm definitely praying for him and hope he gets everything figured out and gets settled into his to his new spot. Well, I appreciate that. I know he does too. And speaking of updates, man, give us an update on yourself. How are you, uh, guys? If you're uh, if you've been listening to the the podcast a while, you you know Walker went through a deal where, I mean, you broke your back and uh, correct and and you were down and out for a while, wasn't able to fish or do a whole lot of nothing, but uh, sounds like you're back in the boat and uh, and doing better, man. But give us an update. Yeah, I am. I'm doing a lot better, actually. I've uh, it's been about six months or so now since my injury, and I actually started back to work about a little over a week ago. So that's kind of why I've been been out of the loop a little bit. I've had to get out of the boat. I've been used to being able to fish whenever I wanted to. Now I've had to go back to work a little bit, so it got some of my fishing days out. But I'm getting back used to it, getting back to the swing of things. I was I got spoiled there for the last. Last month or so, when I was in pretty good shape, I could fish all I wanted to, and I didn't have to go back to work yet. But now I'm back to reality, so now I got to split my time working and fishing. But it's all good. I'm just glad I was able to go back to work. So yeah, no kidding, man. And, and how is your how's your back doing, man? You where you at? You feel like you're seventy seventy five percent? I mean, where where you at? Yeah, you're, that's probably about right. I would say seventy seventy five percent. You know, it bothers me a lot at night, and it bothers me a lot in the morning times, but after I get up and get moving and can kind of get going on something, I, I kind of somewhat forget about it until I, I slow down again. And then it, then it bothers me. I still can't do any real super heavy lifting or anything like that. But I mean, for the most part, I'd say I'm back to pretty close to full strength, maybe 75%, I would say. I, I dealt with the back issues this week. Yeah, you know, I had, I had back surgery probably, man, it's probably been 15, 18 years ago. Uh, on my lower back, L4, L5, and hadn't been given, you know, it's done well. I've, time to time, you know, we lacked up a little bit. But uh, Sunday afternoon, my son Gabe, our junior, and one of his friends wanted me to come out and throw BP to him in the batting cage. And then they ended up wanting to get on the mound and throw a little bit, wanted me to work with them there. And that ended up being Gabe and his friend going, hey, hey, come on, Dad, let's see what you got. We, we've never hit off the SEC pitcher before. And so they challenged That's, me, Walker. They challenged me. And I had to come no, out. Well, you can't turn it down. Can't turn it down. 
And they uh, still can't no, you gotta, Yeah, they still can't right. touch it. They didn't like it. Uh, they probably had some sleepless nights since then, knowing a 50-year-old man can still strike them out. But uh, that old curveball was still working. But, dude, I paid for it. Yeah, you can't let them know it, though. Sometimes pops, you got to show them up and just show them who's still the man of the house. Anyway. Exactly, exactly. Still got it. He still got That's it. That's right. Man, let's That's talk right. about fishing. This is the fishing report. So have you been uh, been on Lay lately? Logan Morton, where you kind of been going? I've been to Lay a lot lately. I fished Lay a lot last week and some this week, too, and over the weekend. Man, it's the weather's beautiful, but the fishing is brutal. I mean, it's just it's tough right now, you know. Uh, I think everybody thinks when the weather starts cooling off like this, the fish are automatically going to start biting, and they're just they're not biting that well, not for anybody. There was a there was a 250 boat tournament this weekend, and it only took 14 pounds to win the tournament. I mean it, and usually it would be around a 20 pound bag or so. So it's just there's there's I say not biting. There are fish biting, but it's just small fish. All the big fish are just they're ghosts right now. I don't know. I hadn't been able to find them, and not. Not really, but anybody else has been able to find them either, from what I can tell from all the weight. And when big fish, you got 225 or 250 boats out there fishing a tournament, and your big fish for the tournament's a four pounder, it's pretty tough. And there's a lot of good fishermen out there, too. So it's been tough. I think there's just a lot of bait right now and a lot of really small bait. And it's really hard to imitate that really small. I mean, I think they're feeding on shad that are like three quarters, you know, half an inch, three quarters, or an inch long. And you just can't throw anything that's that small. And there's so much of it. They just, they don't have to eat what you got. They can eat the real thing. And it's just hard to fool those big ones right now. Well, have they started? I'm assuming they've started with the water temperatures going down. I'm assuming they've started pulling up. They have, but I'm still not finding that many fish in the grass. And there's some fish in the grass, but it's the same kind of deal. It's not really quality fish. Like right now, I'll fish all day long and I may get one of those four pound bites. Now you may catch 30 or 40 fish, but. It just seems like the majority of them are really small, like not keeper size up to a pound, pound and a half. Just frustrating right now. It's just hard to, it's just a tough time of year, but you know, you could go tomorrow. There's a light switch that's going to flip any day now and you could go and it's just going to be lights out. You're going to be able to catch them any way you want to catch them. And we're catching them. I mean, on top water now, catching a lot of fish on top water, a lot of fish on the spinner bait, czar spook, which is top water square bill crankbaits just anything that imitates a shad it's just really hard to find those bigger fish yeah it's so weird you know because like last week's show you know we had uh you know brad whitehead was on and, and was talking about the smallmouth live bait fishing and just how it's just unbelievable right now if you i don't know if you've had a chance to listen to last week's but i think he said it was either i think 27 28 cast in a row in a row wow he landed yeah uh landed a small mouth and they were good ones too i mean he sent me some pictures i couldn't believe it and then you know you you go down to lake martin and we're talking to the uh to strike fishing guys there and and uh same thing man their fish are really turning on but it's just it's crazy how different species different lakes things happen at a different time of year and it sounds like that that lay is may just not be there yet yeah, and like I said, I think the majority of it is just the size, the bait, the fish are so keyed in on that little bitty bait. Now, if you could figure out a way to live bait fish for those fish, if you could if you could rig up a little, maybe a crappie rod or something like that, where you could cast that little bait out there, now you could probably catch some fish like that, but I'm just, you know, we just throw artificial stuff all the time, 
and it doesn't fool them. I mean, you can't, they can be blowing up and you throw in them and, and they still won't eat your bait just because, you know, it's not the right size, but right. Like I said, it's, it's just the time of year. I mean, you can put, you can still pull up on a stretch and have a really good day, you know, go down a grass line and catch them really well. It's just not, you just can't pull up, you know, you can't name your, your spot right now. You pretty much just have to put your head down and just fish. Like we've been fishing 40 and 50 places a day just to try to catch five, two pounders. You know, I mean, it's just the quality fish are just not, you know, they're, they're there. They're always there and they're always biting something. They're just not, they're not biting what we're, what we're trying to fool them with. That's for sure. But, and I know a lot of guys, like I actually know the guys that, that won, there was two tournaments this past weekend, same guys actually won both of them and they caught them on an Alabama rig. throwing really small, really, really small swim baits on their Alabama rig. And they said they were catching two and three fish at a time. So, you know, they had, they had figured that out. That was something. For, for people that may not know, walk us through that Alabama rig real quick. Yeah, Alabama rig is just, it's basically an umbrella rig is another name for it. People have used it deep sea fishing and stripe fishing for years. It's actually a bait that's got five wires on it, and it can have blades like a spinner bait, or it can just be just a wire rig and it'll have swivels on the end of those wires and you attach a swim bait to each swivel and it just like looks like a school of, of shad swimming through the water and you know most of the time people put big swim baits and that's really like a big fish bait but the guys this weekend figured out if they would put a, a really small they actually had like just a almost a crappie grub size bait on their alabama rigs and they actually make a crappie rig too that's an alabama rig that's a little bit smaller that's actually what they were throwing and that's how they figured out how to catch them and i mean credit to those guys because they thought outside the box and did something nobody else was doing and they caught you know they caught enough to win but still they didn't catch what you should normally be catching right now they caught more than everybody else but their weight was still low compared to years past in the middle of october so is that alabama bait has it always been am i remembering right or or was that has it always been legal in tournaments or is that something that they made Legal, I don't know why I'm thinking that. Just something in my mind. Actually, it is at the discretion of the tournament of the tournament directors of whatever tournament you're fishing. So if you're fishing like a BASS event or a major league fishing event or anything that has any kind of dealings with those tournaments, then they are not allowed. But if you're fishing, you know, just like this past weekend, we fished a tournament. It's a it was Davis Bates tournament, and they uh, they make an Alabama rig, so they allowed the bait to be thrown so you could fish with it some tournaments allow it some tournaments don't it's just it's at the discretion of the tournament whoever's putting the tournament on i got you so the fish that you are catching right now uh, it's not like you're not catching anything it's just like you, you, they're not quality fish but are you kind of targeting uh grass right now or uh what are you what kind of targeting? are you just looking for looking for the bait fish really right now or we haven't been targeting any one specific thing. We've been just junk fishing with 15 rods on the deck and go fish, you know, go fish grass for 30 minutes and then go from grass to boat docks, fish boat docks for a little while, go from boat docks to a brush pile and then go back to grass. I mean, they're just so spread out right now. I don't really think you can get locked in to doing one thing. If you go down there and say, I'm going to take a spinnerbait and I'm just going to fish grass all day. I don't think you can really have a great day doing that. I feel like you need to be versatile right now. And when you come to a stretch of grass, yeah, throw your spinnerbait or your swim jig. And then when you get past that, if you come to a seawall, pick up your czar spook and 
chunk it up there and then you come to a boat dock, pick up a shaky head, throw it around. I don't really think you can just catch all your fish doing one thing right now. You kind of have to mix it up to, to have a good day. I mean, not saying you can't go down there and throw one thing all day. You just may go down there and throw one thing all day and catch four or five fish all day long as to where if you'll kind of keep an open mind and do several different things, you can catch. And you can still catch 30 or 40 fish right now. It's just those bigger three and four pound fish. They're not, you know, you're getting one or two of those bites a day. And then your other 25 bites are two pounders or smaller. So yeah, you can still go down there and have a lot of fun and catch a lot of fish. It's just the quality fish are kind of, kind of hard to find right now, but that'll change. That could change any day. Well, and that was my next question. I know that's something that can can change very quickly. Is that is that a water temperature thing, or is that or man, or is that one of them things? Is who knows, man? When they write, they're gonna be right, but right now they're not right. I think it's a little bit of. I mean, the water temperature cooling off definitely helps. The days getting shorter, I feel like, helps maybe more than even the water temperature. I feel like those fish kind of have an internal clock, and they know when they're starting getting less daylight, they know winter's coming and they kind of want to move up and get fed up really good before winter gets here. But, you know, if we could have a, a little change in the weather, our weather's been so consistent for the past few weeks. If we could get, you know, a couple of, you know, low pressure, we've had high pressure, sunny bluebird skies, sunshine all day, not many clouds. If we could get a day or two cloudy, nasty, and maybe some of those fish move up there, I think if they got up there, they would stay. But right now, I feel like they're they're not as keyed in on getting up there shallow as they are. Just there's so much bait they can pretty much just eat wherever they want to right now. Yeah, that, that makes a lot of sense. But hey, it's still fun to. Uh, oh yeah, it's a ton of fun. Thirty fish right now, especially with when you're talking about some top water and and uh, and Zara spooks and things like that. Man, it's still a good time. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's fun. And the weather's nice right now. You know, I mean, today, yesterday and today have been a little bit warmer. But I mean, you can go out there right now and you can at least wear, you know, you can go in blue jeans and a and a T-shirt and not get uncomfortable and catch some fish. So I mean, it's a, it's a good time of year to be fishing and the lakes kind of, you know, it'll be starting to get a little less crowded now, both seasons in. So a lot of guys are hunting. They're not they're not fishing as much. So there's a lot more more water to fish now than there was, say, two or three weeks ago when everybody was trying to take their last couple trips to the lake before they got geared up for bow season so i mean there's now's definitely a great time to fish i mean from now until the end of february is my very favorite time of the year most people think winter time gets here put your fishing stuff up but i mean it's just now it's just now about to get good to me that's right no you're exactly right i mean Alabama, we got some great fishing, but man, people love their deer hunting in this state as well. And uh, a lot of people get caught up in the deer season and miss an unbelievably good time of the year. They do. They do. And I love deer hunting too, just as much as the next guy. I mean, maybe even more than most, but I know, I kind of know the fall fishing is as good as you're, if you like to fish, you know, come, not the fall, I would call it more early winter, that kind of around coming up November. And at any time, really, it can be just unbelievable as far as numbers of fish and size of fish and, and being able to go fish any spot on the lake you want because, you know, it'll be you and three other guys out there on a 20,000-acre lake. So you got plenty of, plenty of places to choose from anyway. That's a beautiful thing, man. Well, Walker, let's uh, – man, we appreciate the Lay Lake update there. And, and 
And let's head on up to uh, North Alabama with Alex Davis. Alex, what's going on, buddy? How are you? I'm doing good, man. I've got Walker on here today. Walker Kent, he's co-hosting with me. Uh, he's uh, another one of our callers that calls in fairly regularly here in uh, Lay Lake, Logan Martin area, but Steven's still out, so he is sitting in with me today. So I uh, appreciate both you guys being on here. Uh, no problem. Man, so let's talk about Gunnersville, man. How's uh, how's the fishing? I don't know what's happened, but in the last week, it's, it's taken a turn for the worse. Really? I really have no idea. I'm kind of at a loss. It was getting, uh, I actually just walked in the door. I've we had a trip all day. We caught, uh, caught nine. I think we had 18 or 19 blowups on a frog, but, and I mean, that sounds good. Some of the ones we probably should have caught, we messed them up, but it's just not, not what I thought was going to happen. I thought, you know, usually you can find the mat, you can get five or 10 bites out of a small mat and few of those a day you get maybe 30 35 bites a day so it's about half as good as what i think it should be right now and but you were saying like a, a week or so ago week or two ago it was a little different situation wasn't it two weeks ago it was actually pretty good um i, I think it just needs to get cold i know people they're, they're throwing that term fall around but i think that that term's getting thrown around real loosely because it's 81 degrees at my house right now so to me this is not fall this we're still having the weather of September, not of late October, almost November. No, I agree. It, it, we got teased a little bit with a little bit of fall type weather, but, uh, but you know, it was in and out and uh, everybody got excited and the fish turned on. I mean, last week, our report last week, everybody we talked to was killing it. I mean, it was just one of those days where everybody we had call in was on cloud nine to fish they were catching and, but that's what meant Walker, you were saying the same thing, right? Yeah, yeah, I was saying the same thing, Alex. And I feel like, you know, we got a, one or two of those cold mornings, you know, low 40s, high 30s. And I think everybody thought, you know, it's it's time. Fish are going to bite. And they're just, they're not biting on the Coosa River either. I mean, you can catch fish, but it's just a bunch of little ones. I mean, all the, all the good size, all of our, you know, four plus pound fish, they're just, they're nowhere to be found for some reason. Yeah, I don't, I don't really know what's, it's kind of thrown me for a loop because, but I mean, the water's still, I have to just keep realizing the water's 70, it was like 73.7, 74 when I just took the boat out and we're almost in November, we're a week away from November and generally this time of year, the water temperatures are like 60, 61 and we're three weeks away from that. So I think that's why the fishing's just, it's, it's just delayed a few weeks. Yeah. Right. Are y'all predominantly catching all your fish on frogs right now, or are you catching any like that, on a bladed jig or anything like that, or are you just sticking in the mat? That's just what I do. I mean, it, it's the only you only get to frog fish for so long each year, and it's probably my favorite way to catch a bass there is. So I kind of, I guess I'm also stubborn. But we had, there was a corporate trip today at Gunnersville that I got to be a part of, and I think there was six boats. And I caught nine, which I'm like the only real frog fisherman of the bunch that that's what I'm going to do the whole time. Other guys will do it, but they're going to go throw a buzz bait and a worm and a chatter bait. And, you know, they're going to mix it up more where I'm just stubborn. But I think they said that my boat caught the most of all the boats on the trip. And that was only at nine. So I kind of judge it. And I'm like, well, I could either go catch six throwing a worm and a chatter bait. And I don't enjoy that that as much, or I'll just stick to my frog. So it's just kind of, I just do it because i enjoy it that's just what i like and you still caught more than everybody else so had probably 18 or 19 bites you just have to stick with it you might go 
I think there was one time we probably went an hour and a half and never had a bite, but then we had seven bites in 20 minutes. So we, you just, you just hope to hit that right patch in a couple, couple times a day. Right. That's what I was <laughs> going to ask you. Are they, are they grouped up or are you catching just one here, one there? And like, is it better in the mornings or midday or just a steady, you know, all day long? I'm not going to say the term grouped up because to me, grouped up is when you sit still and you have 15 bites that's grouped up to me, but they are more grouped up is when you get a bite, you're probably going to get three to four relatively close within 50 yards. But then who knows when your next one's going to come. But when you get one, it seems like you're going to get a few. It, it doesn't seem like you only get one. So that that's actually pretty nice. It, at least it kind of gives you something to look forward to. That's right. No doubt. And, and are, what about the size of the ones you are catching? I know Walker was saying that – you know, that, that they're catching fish, but it's kind of like you said, it's spotty. It's not like it's supposed to be right now uh, when we think about fall fishing. But I think, what you say, Walker, this past weekend, the tournament this weekend well, the, was 14 pounds? Yeah, 225-boat tournament and, and 14 pounds won and nine pounds got a check. So that's usually, usually 14 pounds might have might have snuck in your last check and, and 20, 20 would have won, you know, 20, 21, 22 this time of year but they're the big fish are just they're ghosts right now in the coosa river yeah i think that's about everywhere i mean even that you look at the like the elite series they was up at chickamauga and i think the whole field only three guys out of the whole field caught a limit every day in that tournament oh wow. so that just kind of that just kind of goes to show that they're just not really biting real good right now you know and alex i'll ask you and i think walker we I asked you the same question a while ago. When? What makes it change? Is it a, is it a water temperature thing? Is it a bait thing? You know that they're following. What's gonna What's gonna make these fish come in there and do what they're supposed to do with this frog bite at Gunnersville? I think it's a bait thing. I I don't see any shad. I haven't seen any shad all fall, really, to speak of. And the times I have seen it is where I've done the best. Uh, a few weeks ago, there was shad kind of they was hurtled up in a few pockets, and that was where I caught them. Since then, I have not seen any bait to speak of whatsoever, and the fishes went down. So wherever that bait is, which I don't know where that's at, I think personally, I think they're out there in deep, really deep water, and they're just roaming around. So until the bait comes shallow, I don't think the fishing's really going to just turn on. And generally, that's just kind of rule of thumb i remember last year in gunnersville in december there was still a lot of shad up shallow and catch them on alabama rig catch probably 30 35 a day but there was shad shallow and there's just not right now so until that happens and i don't know if that is a, a temperature a water temperature or air temperature or a moon phase I, if i knew that answer i'd probably be a millionaire right now but I that's don't. right you know you, you said something a while ago about how many blow-ups y'all got on the frogs you caught nine but you had 18 19 hit what's the secret to i know when you're fishing a frog i mean you're just gonna miss some fish right uh you're not gonna catch everyone that blows up when you're guiding a trip you've got some people in the boat what kind of instruction are you giving them about how to catch the, you know when to set the hook and things like that the main thing is don't jerk it away from them there was one today that hit it five he hit mine five times before i caught him but I never jerked it away. I'd just twitch it, and he'd hit it, and I'd twitch it, and he'd hit it. Generally, if you jerk it away from them, sometimes they don't want to bite again. I mean, someday, if you get back in there quick enough, sometimes they bite, but a lot of times they don't. I, I just think all of a sudden their attention gets wandered somewhere else, and that's not looking at that frog anymore. The main thing is just don't jerk it away from them, and 
what makes them get it. That's one day to the next. Some days they'll never miss it at all. And then other days they'll have to hit it five times before they ever get it. So that's just, it's kind of a day-to-day thing. The the biggest thing, just don't jerk it away from you. I tell clients, you've waited how long for this trip and you fished for an hour for that bite. Don't just give them two more seconds. Just wait till you feel him before you set the hook. I probably overkill, but a lot like when he blows up on mine, I'll just sit there and feel for him. And if, if I feel him, if I feel pull or tension where he's got it, I'll set the hook. If not, you just keep twitching it because he don't have it. Yeah, that's good stuff. What kind of a, you got any events coming up soon? Uh, no, I got deer hunting. That's my new. That's my event coming up here soon. So in about two weeks, I'm going to Virginia and I'm going to shoot some deer. You know what? We have a lot of people that I talk to that go to other states hunting away from Alabama, but I think you're the first one that I've ever heard say, I'm going to Virginia. Uh, well, I'm I'm originally from Virginia, so all my family lives there, so I actually get up and go spend time with my family and go hunting. And That's there right. is some big deer. There is big deer in Virginia, but it's more or less I just I get to go have fun, and I hate to say this, but I don't have to think about fishing for a few weeks. Man, that's that's a good thing. That's a good thing. Yeah, I'm ready. To, I'm way behind where I usually am as far as being prepared for bow season, and uh, hadn't hadn't even shot my bow yet. I hate to even admit that, but it's just <laughs> years, man. I've just been had too much going on. I, I hear you. it's 2020. It's all you can say. That's all you can say. That's all you can say. Well, are you still booking a lot of trips? People still wanting to go fishing? Um, it seems like this week I got. Um, I booked all week. I've been booked all fall. I got two trips next week, and then the week after I go deer hunting. So I kind of need a few days to get ready for that, anyways. And then uh, I have a few trips to come back around Thanksgiving, and then usually people kind of start staying in the deer woods and spending time with their family at Christmas and New Year's and Thanksgiving, not really wanting to go fishing. So it's kind of my off season coming up. I'm kind of looking forward to it and get 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 ready for the next year. That's it, man. Well, we wish you the best of luck up there in, in the deer hunting and, uh, and the family trip. And I know you guys will have a good time. If somebody wants to book a trip with you, what's the best way for them to get up with you, Alex? Uh, you can call me or text at 256-298-1178. I got a website, spinnerbaitkid.com. All my info's on there. Facebook or Instagram, Alex Davis Fishing. Contact me on lots of different ways. Good deal, man. Well, Alex, we appreciate it, buddy. Uh, uh, thank you for being on and calling in. And, man, love love having you on here. Always a wealth of knowledge. So, so thank you very much and look forward to talking to you again soon. All right. Thank you, sir. All right, man. Take care. All right, Walker. Yeah, man, it sounds like uh, sounds like things are similar similar in Gunnersville as they are at, uh, at Lay Lake right now. Yeah, I think it's everywhere. I mean, kind of like he said, you know, I was kind of saying the same thing. It's just people are trying to make it fall, and it's really not. I mean, this should be fall, but our temperatures just aren't aren't fall, you know, fall temperatures yet. He was saying their water temperature was 72, 73, and it's the same here on Lay Lake and all the Coosa River. It's about 74, 75, and it'll drop on down. When it gets in the 60s, I think I think the fishing will improve some. So we just got to be patient and and wait for that temperature to change yeah and it will it won't be long you're right it it won't be long so we'll just we'll wait it out i know rest of this week's supposed to be pretty warm and i think maybe towards the end of next week we're gonna have a few cooler days i hadn't seen any real any cold weather coming our way yet but we shouldn't have have too terribly long to wait we'll we'll get a frost i think after a frost too we didn't really talk about that but i always feel like after that first frost there for the next 
two or three weeks, the fishing gets phenomenal. So that's another thing for people to think about. We get that frost. People think freezing cold, don't go fishing. And if you get a frost, then you can go out there and throw a czar spook and catch those big spots all day long. And that's a time when you don't have to switch baits. You can leave everything else at the house and just throw that thing all day and you'll catch a bunch of them and big ones too. Man, that's awesome. What do you think, what do you attribute that to? I really don't know. I mean, I don't, I don't have any idea really. I just know it always seems the past four or five years, every time we get a frost, if you'll, you know, that first really, really cold morning, I think those fish, maybe they get, you know, a little bit lazy. They get cold in the night, freezing cold. And then, you know, eight, nine, 10 o'clock, that sun gets out and everything warms up because, you know, we'll have a frost and it'll be 28, 30 degrees. And then by 11 o'clock, it's 60 degrees outside here. So I think that sun just gets out and those fish get back active. Maybe they're used to feeding all night long and that cold weather kind of knocks that, that bite, that feed time in the night out. And so those fish just, they feed all day instead of feeding throughout the night, like they're still doing you know, this time of year when the water's still pretty warm. You know, when you, when you think about a frost, when I think about a frost and I relate it to deer hunting, you know, once you have a couple good frost in the deer woods, the, the deer start having to move more to look for food because the, right. you know, the briars is, is, you know, is dying. And, and some of the forage that they're, that they've been eating on all summer, uh, the grass is turning brown. And You know, I think it's a lot of the same way. I think those bait fish get cold and they get up there shallow. I mean, shallow, shallow, a foot of water, six inches of water all throughout the daytime trying to stay warm. And I think those, those bass just get up there and they eat them and they're a little more predictable as to right now, you know, there might be shad in 10 feet of water and there might be shad in 25 and some in six. So whenever it gets cold, they're going to either be really, really shallow or really, really deep. So yeah. kind of narrows down where you look at them. You know, you can look, look for some fish shallow and if they're not doing anything, well, you know, you can probably go to the other end of the spectrum. You don't have to really work that middle ground. They're going to be kind of on one end or the other. And the, as far as the grass goes, it won't really start dying until I would say most years around, you'll see it start browning up and kind of laying over usually around week before Thanksgiving, something like that. I mean, it'll stay, it'll stay green for a while. It'll stay green until it gets probably two or three good frosts on it. Just like everything, just like all your brows, like privet and stuff like that in the woods. You know, I mean, it takes that first frost. Won't, I mean, it'll knock it in the head a little bit, but it won't. It'll take two or three good frosts or two or three consecutive days of of really cold nights to to really kill that grass. That makes sense. All right, man. Well, uh, it sounds like Walker that we we had another caller. Uh, we got part of the call in. Uh, we were looking forward to hearing about some of the striped bass fishing up at Smith Lake, and uh, unfortunately, I mean, hey, that's the way it is, right? That's right. It's a bad cell phone service, the the joys of, of technology, I guess you could say, but that's part of it. That's part of it. But it's really amazing on here how last week, you know, we had, had our all our callers was like, man, y'all always talk about this fishing report. It's for the good, the bad, and the ugly, and it is good right now. Uh, and then this week, man, you know, it sounds like it's everything fell back off, so – uh, it's the ugly today, and that's okay because we know the good is right around the corner. It ain't gonna, it ain't gonna be, it ain't gonna be bad long, right? 
No, it ain't going to be bad long. long. I mean, you know, it's ugly today. It was ugly yesterday. So that just tells you tomorrow it might be, it might be back on the good. It ain't going to stay. It ain't going to stay ugly for long. Not this time of year. You just got to kind of get out there and stay after them and, and, you know, hope the day that you go is the day that they decide to turn on, because I'm telling you, it could, I mean, it could happen overnight. It could happen. You could start in the morning and it'd be terrible. And by lunchtime, I mean, that flip could switch, that switch could flip and you could be, have the trip of a lifetime in, a, in an afternoon. It's just that, that time of year. Or you can go, or, or you can go deer hunting a couple of times, go bow hunting, climb up in a tree, get some deer meat in your freezer. And by the time you get all that done, the fishing might be on again. That's right. Take a week, take, take you a week off here. The first week or two of bow season and go, go put one or two in the freezer and then, then it'll cool off a little bit. We'll get a frost and, and it'll be on fire and you can hunt while the, while the deer are in their little lull in November and first of December, that's when you need to do your fishing. Then you can go back to hunting when the rut gets here. Absolutely. That's my philosophy anyway. That's a good one. I like it. I'm right there with you. Well, man, I can't tell you how much I appreciate you being on today and staying on the whole time and co-hosting. It was a man. I enjoyed the heck out, out of it and uh, having you on here just greatly appreciate it. Yeah, man. I'm, I'm glad I could help out. I'm, I'm no Stephen wisdom, but, uh, at least, at least I was, I was here to make you look better anyway. But you got wisdom. That's the key. You might not <laughs> so be I don't know about that. Better, but you got wisdom. Uh, yeah, I don't know about that. I think you're just trying to make me feel a little better. I, I appreciate you. it. Well, I do appreciate it. All right, folks, that's going to wrap us up for the week. Please subscribe, rate, and drop us a review wherever you listen to the podcast. If you'd like us to email you the podcast, we'll sure we'll do it. Just text. That's right. We'll just text fishing to 646-495-986. And that's all you got to do to subscribe. And uh, we'll send you an email list uh, of the show each and every week. So thanks a lot again, Walker. And uh, we look forward to to bringing you all a show again next week. This week's Alabama Freshwater Fishing Report was brought to you by Great Days Outdoors Magazine. Become a better southern hunter and angler and pick up your copy today wherever fine magazines are sold or save online at greatdaysoutdoors.com. And also brought to you by Southeastern Pond Management. If you want to grow big fish or healthier fish or just get your lake in better shape, call Southeastern Pond Management. You can call Norman Latona at 205-288-1371 or just look them up, southeasternpondmanagement.com and and give Norman a call. And brought to you by You Do Outdoors. Check out You Do Outdoors on your app store, Google Play. It's a social media app for whatever you do outdoors this episode was brought to you by brian sand with national land realty you already trust me with your fishing report so trust me to help you find or sell that next piece of property as well just give me a call at 601-383-2344